Sermon 83, Commentary in the Gospel of Luke, Sermons 81-95, through 95, by Cyril of Alexandria, translated by R. Payne Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sermon 83, 11-37-41 And as he was speaking, a certain Pharisee besought him to dine with him, and he went in and lay down to meet but the pharisee when he saw it wondered that he had not first washed before dinner but the lord said unto him now do ye pharisees make clean the outside of the cup and the dish but that which is within you is full of rapine and wickedness o ye little-minded did not he who made that which is without make that which is within also but whatever there is give as alms and behold everything is clean unto you the very wise paul truly tells us that christ came into the world to save sinners for this was his aim and for this purpose he humbled himself to the emptying of his glory and appeared upon earth in the flesh and conversed with men for it was right that as being the creator and lord of all he should give a saving hand to those who had fallen into sin and show unto them that were wandering in error a pathway that would lead them straight unto every good work and the excellence of virtuous deeds and it is said somewhere also by one of the holy prophets concerning those who have been called by faith to the knowledge of his glory and they shall be all taught of god how therefore does he lead us into everything that is useful by humbling himself to be with sinners and condescending sometimes even to those things that he would not that so he might save many that this was the case we may see by the lessons from the gospel now set before us for one of the pharisees it says besought him to dine at his house and he went in and lay down to meet and yet how is it not plain to every one that the pharisees as a class were always wicked and impure hateful to god and envious ready for anger of innate pride and ever bold of speech against christ the saviour of us all for they found fault with his divine miracles and gathering wicked troops of counsellors plotted his death how then did he become their guest was he not aware of their maliciousness but how can this be safely affirmed for is god he knoweth all things what therefore is the explanation it is this that he was especially anxious to admonish them therein resembling the most excellent physicians for they apply the remedies of their art to those who are most dangerously ill struggling against the disease under which they suffer and assuaging its cruel attacks as they therefore without restraint gave way to an infatuated mind it was necessary for christ to speak unto them what was requisite and useful for their salvation for as he himself somewhere says he came not to call the righteous but sinners to repentance and again he also said that they who are whole need not a physician but they who are sick 
the pharisee therefore for some purpose of his own invites him to an entertainment and the saviour of all submits as i said to this for the economy's sake but he made the matter an opportunity of giving instruction not consuming the time of their meeting in the enjoyment of food and delicacies but in the task of making those more virtuous who were assembled there and the dull pharisee himself supplied an occasion for his discourse for he wondered it says that he had not washed before dinner did he then wonder at him as having done something of which he approved as being especially worthy of the saints this was not his view how could it be on the contrary he was offended because having the reputation among them of a righteous man and a prophet he did not conform himself to their unreasonable customs for they washed before meat as though they so freed themselves from all pollution but this was very absurd for the washing with water is highly useful for those who are unclean in body but how can it free men from the defilement of the mind and heart our argument however is this o foolish pharisee thou vauntest much of thy knowledge of the sacred scriptures thou art ever quoting the law of moses tell us therefore where moses gave thee this precept what commandment canst thou mention ordained by god requiring men to wash before meat the waters of sprinkling were indeed given by the command of moses for the cleansing of corporeal uncleanness as being a type of the baptism which really is holy and cleansing even that in christ those also who were called unto the priesthood were bathed in water for so did the divine moses bathe aaron and the levites with him the law thereby declaring by means of the baptism enacted in type and shadow that even its priesthood had not that which sufficeth for sanctification but on the contrary needs divine and holy baptism for the true cleansing and further beautifully showing us that the saviour of all is sufficient to sanctify and cleanse from all defilement by means of holy and precious baptism ourselves who are the generation consecrated to and elect of god plainly however he nowhere commands it as a duty to wash before eating why therefore dost thou wonder or for what reason art thou offended o pharisee he who himself spake it in old time has not violated the precept of moses and as i said the law which thou makest a profession of honouring has nowhere given thee any such commandment but what said the saviour he most opportunely rebuked them saying now do ye pharisees make clean the outside of the cup and the dish but that which is within you is full of rapine and wickedness for it would have been easy for the lord to have used other words with the view of instructing the foolish pharisee but he found an opportunity and so to speak connects his teaching with what was before their eyes for as it was the time of eating and of sitting at table he takes as a plain comparison the cup and the dish 
and shows that those who sincerely serve god must be pure and clean not only from bodily impurity but also from that hidden within in the mind just for instance as those utensils also that serve the table must be cleansed both from those impurities that are on the outside and also as well from those that are within for he who made he says that which is without made also that which is within by which is meant that he who created the body made also the soul as therefore they are both the works of one virtue-loving god their purification must be uniform but this was not the practice of the scribes and pharisees for so far as the mere reputation went of being clean they were anxious to do everything they went about with sad looks as though pale from fasting and as the saviour says made broad the hems of their robes and widened their phylacteries and stood in the streets and prayed that they might be seen of many wishing rather to have praise of men than god and to carry off the applause of the spectators and to speak briefly while they exhibited themselves to the lookers-on as the very pattern of the life of virtue that is by the law they in every possible way withdrew from being lovers of god whitened sepulchres were they as the saviour said which on the outside are beautiful but inside are full of bones of the dead and of all uncleanness but christ willeth not that we be such as these but rather spiritual worshippers holy and without blame both in soul and body for one also of our communion said cleanse your hands ye sinners and sanctify your hearts ye double-minded and the prophet david somewhere sings create in me a clean heart o god and renew a right spirit within me and again the prophet isaiah speaks as in the person of god wash you make you clean put away iniquities from your souls from before my eyes cease from your iniquities observe the exactness of the expression for his words are from before my eyes put away iniquities from your souls for the wicked do sometimes escape the eyes of men but never can they escape those of god it is our duty therefore inasmuch as god sees what is secret to put away wickedness from before his eyes but the pharisees had no knowledge of any such method of virtuous living what medicine therefore did the saviour offer them after his rebukes how did he who smote them make them whole whatever ye have he says give as alms and lo everything is pure unto you and yet we affirm that there are many ways of virtuous conduct such for instance as meekness humility and other kindred virtues why therefore did he omit these and command them to be compassionate what answer do we make to this the pharisees then were exceedingly avaricious and the slaves of base gains and accumulated with greedy hand stores of wealth 
for the god of all even some were said concerning them how has the faithful city zion which was full of judgment become a harlot righteousness lodged in her but now murderers your silver is adulterate thy merchants mingle the wine with water thy princes are disobedient the partners of thieves loving bribes running after recompense they judge not the fatherless and regard not the suit of the widow he purposely therefore had regard to that malady which had possession of them and tears their avarice up by the root that being delivered from its wickedness and attaining to purity in mind and heart they might become true worshippers the saviour therefore in all these things acted in accordance with the plan of salvation and being invited to a banquet bestowed spiritual food not only upon his entertainer but upon all those who were feasting with him and let us too pray him for this spiritual food for he is that living bread which came down from heaven and giveth life unto the world by whom and with whom to god the father be praise and dominion with the holy ghost for ever and ever amen end of sermon thirty eight